Welcome to Field of 12 uh, College Football Weekly Show brought to you by Vet Sportsbook. Uh, my name is George Whitfield. Uh, college football fans know me as the quarterback guru. For this show, I'm a point guard, and I get a chance to roll with two of college football's best quarterbacks in the last decade. Uh, both happen to be former New York Jets. Pride of Penn State, Christian Hackenberg. How are we doing? What's going on, guys? I'm excited to be here. These two guys, especially Bryce, seeing a lot of him. Um, real excited to be here. This is going to be a lot of fun. Hope you all enjoy it. Um, we put a lot of time into it, so we're excited about we're excited about bringing you guys some good content. And lining up next to uh, Hack, uh, one of my favorites, Pride of Waco, Bryce Petty. Oh. Yeah, Pride, Pride of Waco. Uh, haven't got the statue yet, but I'm excited about things to come. Uh, really excited about being on uh, with you guys. I don't deserve this honor, uh, but super excited to be with um, you know you guys. So so thanks for having me. Statue, Waco, where is that? <laughs> yes. Next renovation coming in. terrible. The rec pool bathrooms. They're on. All right. So, field of 12, what are we doing each week? We're going to break down the top college football teams, top matchups. We're going to go into the Heisman Trophy battle. Um, Quarterback play. Given this trio, uh, plus Trevor Knight. Uh, For Twitter fans and A&M fans, Trevor Knight will also be with us. That'll be an awful lot of fun. So we'll be going over quarterback play around the country starting tonight. Inside information from around the country. So we all live and breathe college football. We all live on that island. So from our relationships and, and what we hear through the grapevine, we promise to bring it in here with some special guests. And the most important voice of all, yours. We want to hear from you. We are going to bring you on. We are going to put you up here. We want you to win that battle with your buddies at the bar or the barber shop. Hell, I want you to crush the driver who's way too loud and doesn't half of what you're going to learn on this show. We want to bring it to you. We're going to get you armed up for that as well. Gentlemen, let's start at the end. It is way too early right now in fall. We've only played seven games. Coincidentally, if you're a Nebraska Husker fan, you don't even have to worry about what we're going to talk about in this next two minutes. The National Championship. <laughs> nice. Yikes. It's tough. It's tough. Scott Scott Frost, man. I mean, guy, I love the guy, but just they got to keep moving. Keep moving. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I know. I just had to throw that in there. Oh, you hate to see it. Keep moving in, in terms of just get to the next yeah, game. Like it's not game. have a safety, you know, for the first points of college football. That hurts. You know, it's 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 a travesty. Yeah, you know. But uh, look, I I'm a huge Scott Frost fan. I think again, like all coaches, it takes time to get there. Um, but we do have college football. We have fans, um, fans that engage. We have fans of the stadium. Two claps for that, which I'm super excited about. Um, Hack, what did you did you did you see anything today in, in your your bunker, by the way? Which George, can we can we? Can we have oh a quick God. segment about how beautiful this segment? I mean, th- this guy right here. I tell you what, it's wow. it's it, we do need a bow and and maybe have a toast. 
to our friends at Miller Lite. Thank you. Just because of how beautiful, just because of how beautiful, we got the dartboard. We have the two. You know, we have a home and away jersey. Um, if he pans over, there's a jacuzzi back there. If he pans over, I, if he wants to pan over, I don't know. We have helmets. We have all American jerseys. I'm just excited about it. Um, that's true. Hack, hack. Tell us about your your Big Ten compadres, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I did watch the game in Lincoln. Yeah, I um. I do feel bad. I think I think Scott has kind of struck out um, from a recruiting standpoint. Um, to me, a coach's biggest driver in terms of what they want to do and turning the program around is culture. Um, I'm not saying there's a culture issue there, but what I'm saying is, is when you have guys who are four, three, four years now in the system and you don't really have an identity, you don't have um, – a brand that you're bringing to the table week in, week out, especially at a school like Nebraska, which traditionally speaking has been a powerhouse in college football over the years. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Shoot, they sold out. They sold out every game for like the last yeah. fifty years. Yeah, and, right. and the worst part is, is the guy gets it because he played there. I mean, he's he understands that. Um, so I think that's why he's probably going to have a longer leash than you know the next guy or the previous guy. Um, but there's got to be a change in terms of direction. And, you know, obviously today wasn't a great start, um, but it is a long season. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. I think they can turn it around. I, I don't think it's a lack of talent. Uh, like I said, I just think they need to really uh, – they really need to do a deep dive and look into themselves. You, you so, up, go ahead, George. I don't want to cut you off. No, no, sorry. You – you brought up a, a, a key point about brand. You talked about the brand of Nebraska. Alabama, Texas, Oklahoma all had a smash mouth brand. Yep. We'll beat you up front. All world running backs came out of those places. All the games were bar fights. But they all evolved because the brand of winning was more important than the brand of style or the yep. brand of, you know, the old play. When is Nebraska going to make that change? When are they going to amplify the brand of winning over option and, um, you know, like when are they going to walk into passing and let the tradition go and go back and catch some victories? Yeah, I mean, I think think Martinez, I think they need to get a guy. I don't think Martinez is obviously the answer. Um, I think he's a fourth-year guy now. He's had a lot of ups and downs. they need someone to bring that along. Um, I don't. I don't even know what they have coming up the pipeline. Um, I do like Martinez as a competitor. I think the kid's tough. I think he brings kind of a jack of all trades, master of none type of guy. He might yeah. throw for three hundred one day. He might run for five hundred, whatever the heck it was that he did uh, last year, or the year before. But he's not gonna consistently bring something to the table. I think they need to bring a centerpiece to that. Um, yep. But what I was pointing at is also, I think, to not discredit Illinois. I mean, they did all that with their backup quarterback. Peters went down in the first, first, first quarter. Um, and the kid came in. And I think Brett Bielema is a fantastic hire up there. Um, we can raise one for him. Coach Bielema, big play action guy um, for what he has at the quarterback position, both in Peters and. Uh, Swatowski, 
however you say his last name, Art. Um, <laughs> they're both big kids, six five, can push the ball down the field. Um, and they have some tight ends and some guys that can make some plays for them and a good run game. A lot of real experience to the line. So I think a big credit and a big showing for Illinois. Um, just unfortunately for Nebraska, was one was one of the key to the end of that. Huge. Uh, well, we will try to for, for you fans in in Lincoln. We promise we will work on your future and and how we restore the greatness. Uh, but again, the next five minutes don't really pertain to you uh, in terms of national championship talk. But we want you to be a part of us as a fan. National championship way too early. We haven't even really kicked off yet, but it. it it still remains. Bryce, we're barely out of the gates. Who would you put all your worldly possessions on today to win the national championship? Yeah, I, I, I got to be honest. This this is way, way too early, just so there's a precursor to everything about what I'm about to say, I guess. But, uh, look, not not because I'm, I'm covering Big 12 or because I came from Big 12, okay, but I'm excited about OU. I'm going to tell you a couple of reasons, okay? Hack, let me talk. Let me finish before you get – okay. You never let me talk in the meeting room. You always It was always your way or the highway. Um, George, you just swept a broom over me the whole time. So listen up. Okay, so I got OU um, a couple of reasons. Look, four of the last seven playoffs have been played by the Sooners, okay? Um, you got Alabama, Clemson, okay, Georgia, and LSU. Okay, 2016, 2018, 2019, and 2020. There's stats. There's stats coming at you hot, so so pay attention for you fans out there. Okay, um, Clemson, you got a two overtime game um, in 2018 with Georgia. Uh, you got 2019 um, in Alabama, which I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see anybody beating Alabama that year. Um, and LSU, look, LSU with Joe Burrow. No one. The Patriots weren't beating. Joe Burrow and LSU. They had they built a snowman, okay, on top of of Mount Olympus and pushed that jump down. No one was stopping that train, okay, which is fine. But look, Lincoln Riley, what he's done there since an OC becoming a coach, six back to back to back to back, and this has come from a Baylor guy, okay, back to back to back, six Big Twelve championships. Incredible what he's done there in Norman. Um, they have the offense. I think Spencer Rattler, um, based on what he did last year, he's growing up. What he's going to do this year, I'm super excited to see what he does. All the hype people know about you. There's there's, there's a lot of things there. I think he can live up to the hype. Um, but most importantly, I think this is the best defense that Lincoln Riley has had on the field in his tenure there at o- OU as a, as a head coach. Um, and I'm really excited to see you know what they do. So my – Way, way, way too early to tell national championship as the OU Sooners. Beating Alabama, actually, if I can go ahead and say that. I will give cheers. you that. Alex Brink. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. We'll, we'll give you Thank that. Thank you. I will give you that. Alex Brink has uh, really put a lot of backbone into the Sooners defense. Uh, you know, Hack, I don't know if you would agree as much, but that must help their chances going forward for the national championship because that seemed to be the, their, their biggest weakness. What do you think about that with Oklahoma, and who would you lay claim as the national championship in this way-too-early call? Yeah, so obviously um, 
you know, I think it's real easy to go the Alabama Clemson route. Um, but I'm not going to do that because I am, I do have a little bit of a contrarian aspect. Great word. So excited to use that word. Uh, thank you, sir. Um, but, uh, I'm going with Georgia. I really like Daniels. Um, I think he, uh, although last year coming off the ACL, coming in, still played, uh, but played at U- USC. Um, the kids battle tested. For me, I think if you look at it as well, traditionally Alabama, your point, Bryce, LSU, with Burroughs, um, the guys that get it done are guys that got a trigger man that, that is tough, experienced, and kind of been through the ring. Um, I think Georgia has that. And then on top of that, um, I think Georgia has the team coming back, returning production, um, a great focus on the run game. They average four yards of carry. That's one of the themes that I think you're going to see throughout the show is that a big part of success is what's around you, the system, how things kind of counterbalance and not having – Real, real quick, are you, are you saying theme of the show being a Big Ten guy wants to look at yards per carry? Is that <laughs> what you're saying there? But I, but I mentioned it in the SEC. So. Oh, oh, beautiful. Okay, I just I wanted to make sure this wasn't a Big Ten. Hey, I just want to run the ball three yards, cloud of dust. Big Twelve, it doesn't fly. It's fine. Go ahead, continue. Hey, hey you get four yards. You can run the ball all day. Time <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Bryce. Here, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love it. Great points. Um, so my, my my point being though is I really like Georgia. I like what they're going to bring to the table. Um, I think Todd Munkin. The offensive coordinator there coming in. I think he was with Cleveland in 2019. Um, yeah. I think he's really going to put JT in a good position to be successful. I think he's going to support him. Um, he's going to ask him to win games, but he's not going to ask him to do too much. Uh, defensively, I love Kirby. I think he's going to bring an edge to it. And realistically speaking, their schedule kind of lines up. They don't see Alabama. They're in the East. There's a lot of question marks in the East. You have Florida. You have LSU. Um who are both kind of still trying to figure out, bounce back. You know, Florida's been trying to climb back into that conversation for the past five, six, seven, eight years. LSU's trying to come back after after winning the national championship. So I think as long as they can get things done in the East, take care of Clemson, opening up the season, um, you know, they really just have to beat Bam in the SEC championship and it sets them on a trajectory to win it. Uh, and like I said, my money's on my money's on the experience of quarterback. Uh, I, I, and I really like JT's game. I think he's, I think he's a special passer. Um, and he can get it done for him. I love it. That is, uh, I think you could have made a case the last two years that Georgia should have been in the playoffs. Same with Texas A&M. Um, they've always been rugged. They've always been prepared. And you're right. They are ranked, I think there's only maybe two or three programs in the hits the field, can look Alabama eye to eye and not flinch. They don't flinch in any aspect. Yeah. So at some point, I do agree they are going to break through again, just like they did four years ago when they saw Bam in the national championship. Um, so one has the Sooners, one has the Bulldogs. Fellas, when we talked about this a couple of days ago, really all offseason, my initial thought was with Clemson. I think they have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. They have an offensive attack. It has an identity. And their defense, we'll talk about their defense much more, but their defense, there's really no weakness. But I'm not going with Clemson for the national defense for this reason. I think just like the planet has gone through so much 
stuff in the last 18 months, two years, and we've all experienced kind of weightlessness. I think college football is going to get hit by that as well. I think it's going to be an unpredictable, overwhelming first five or six weeks. And I think the team that's going to take advantage of that is the Florida Gators. Florida Gators are my way too early national championship pick. And with all respect in the world to the five families, Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, uh, Ohio State, to the five families, to the five families. All I think you're nuts. I think and you're absolutely nuts. And I'll, now watch. I'll, I'll walk you through this. Number one, Please. they're battle-tested. Battle They've taken on LSU, Bama, A&M, Georgia multiple times in the last two seasons, and they've all been dogfights. Offensively, arguably, they're the best attack in SEC. All respect to Hacks, JT Daniels, all respect to you and all the other SEC fans, Bryce. It's been Florida. What they did last year with Trask, and tight end and all the receivers, there were no answers for them. They're solid on all three phases. Their defense brings all kinds of pressure. And Dan Mullen is easily one of the best play callers in the country outside of Columbus. I think Florida, with Emory Jones, who's watched the last two seasons, he has studied Kyle Trask. And you guys have been young quarterbacks and you played early. You know what that is to either watch – and do an apprenticeship under a talented quarterback or have a young guy behind you who's paying attention all the way through. Jones has done that. The difference is trust, big pocket passer, can reach all over the field. Emory Jones, a little smaller in scale, about 6'2", 210, but athletic. They're going to do an awful lot of things, but he's still a pocket passer at heart. And I think Florida Gators, they're going to get a big test in September with Alabama. They're going to turn right around and have to come see uh, the Bulldogs later. Heck, they're going to be battle-tested. And by the time they come through their regular season schedule, I don't think there's going to be a program that is ex as experienced as them to carry it forward in the playoffs. I'm going with the Gators as my way too early champ. So I love it. If, if real quick, right before, can I throw this pin at you and say just not so fast? Just, just real quick, I've always wanted to say that, just not so fast. Gimmicky Bro. and gadget plays don't make it for four quarters. Agreed. I love, I, I, I love what you're saying, okay? But can Emory Jones do this on first down, on second down, on third down, and if it happens on, on fourth down when you need it? Can they do that? I don't know. They just left my man Kyle Pitts to the Atlanta Falcons in the first round. They don't have that guy, that mismatch right there, save Kyle Trask on, on I don't know how many plays last year. Um, the guy was unbelievable. I think you're crazy. I love you to death, um, but not so fast with my pin yeah. pointing to you, like like the great coach, which we saw in game day today, which was a beautiful thing. Let's respect. First of all, let's raise this to Coach Corso. Good oh, Coach. Mm. Good to have him back. Good to see you. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. So good to see you. Now, from a legendary coach to a really talented coach, Coach Corso to Dan Mullen, I asked the two of you, mm. was, Tim Tebow, was Tim Tebow a success in college? <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it was 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was 100% a, a, a six, I think. Yes, 100% so success. Tim Tebow, Dak Prescott, 
Kyle Trask, and now Did he Emerson have Alex Smith as well. Say it again. I'm pretty sure he had Alex Smith as well. Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan Mullen knows what he's doing. Archives. I um, love it. I I love it. I love it. I love it. And hack. I owe you for the yes, sir. Alex Smith, <laughs> Alex Smith, Tebow, Dak Prescott, Kyle Trask, all of them have been monster successes. You couldn't overlay any of them in terms of how they look, how they play, and what their best attributes are. And now he's had a youngster waiting in the wings for two years. Did not transfer, by the way. Stuck in there, took his notes, paid attention, bided his time. You don't think Dan Mullen has an attack plan, has an attack plan. We will see. We will see. Can you do that day in and day out? All the guys that you just talked about can throw the ball. I don't know about your cat. I don't know about your cat. I don't know. And and Tim Tebow, look, I'm not asking that dude to drop back a five-step drop in the NFL and play against Pittsburgh Steelers. We all saw it works one day. But what I'm saying is, Ambry Jones, I don't know. Can you do that day in and day out? You know, find me, at me, whatever you want to do. I don't know. All right. All right. So if mine's a dark I'll take that. It's a front runner me. But if mine's a dark horse, I'll go to the dark horses. We all put our worldly possessions on one team. If the whole thing slips upside down, who are you taking out of your back pocket to win the national championship that is not one of the five families? Not OSU, Oklahoma, Clemson, mm. and Alabama. Who are you putting stock in to take the national championship? Baylor, I'm sure. I, I cannot wait to tell you guys because I know that my Twitter is going to get flooded. But listen, not to be confused with Ray Finkel, okay? <laughs> Luke Fickle at Cincinnati has got mm. something brewing up there with the Bearcats. Okay, mm-hmm. let me talk. Three three seasons. Okay, twenty nine and thirteen. Went eleven and two his first year. Went to the AAC championship his second year. Won it the third year. Okay, last year. I'm telling you, this guy's got something brewing. There's no unproven quarterback. He's got that dude. Okay, um, let me, dude. Just so you guys know, I mean, these notes, these notes. I'm so excited about these notes. Um, um, Desmond Ritter, that dude can ball. Okay, we watched him against uh, Georgia last year. Um, it was a last-second field goal. These guys, I'm telling you, the Cincinnati Bearcats, watch them because if they run the table, they got Notre Dame and they got Indiana, both top 25 teams, play Indiana mm-hmm. in September, play Notre Dame in, in uh, October. If they get through those guys, I think they they obliterate the AAC. But – they, they run through those games, both away games, okay? I don't care about strength of schedule. I just I just care about what do you do on the road and what do you do within your conference. I think maybe all the stars align to where you got some young guys at Alabama, at Clemson, Ohio State. They might take a stumble, might take a fall. Who knows? Cincinnati might rise up there. And, again, if you get this snowball at the top of the hill – Please, Twitter, come at me, Instagram. I don't care. Luke Fickle, what he's got going on at Cincinnati, I'm I'm about it. And I think that if they can get to the Final Four, it could be a Cinderella story, much like March Madness. And I'm so excited. Hackenberg, tell me I'm wrong. 
Go ahead, Hack. Go ahead, Hack. Go ahead. I'm not I'm definitely. I'm not. I'm not going to shoot an arrow into your uh, into your hands and fur. I'm not going to blow it up. I think. Thank you. I think. Uh, I think. I think that's that's definitely bold, and I think you supported it well. Um, but I'm going with North Carolina. Uh, going back to what I said, I really like Sam Howe. Um, Battle tested guy going into his third year, huge numbers. Going to be a going to be in the Heisman conversation. I'm going to be a topic as we continue throughout this tonight. Um, but they're also returning ten starters on defense, um, and they're playing in the ACC. Um, you know, realistically, not going to see Clemson in their in their on their side of the division. Um, Got to get through Miami and Notre Dame. To your point, there's going to be two circle the dot games. Um, you know, Virginia Tech and Virginia, I think, are some sleepers um, who could give them some trouble. But ultimately, I think the experience that they have and Sam's going to pull them through those games. Um, but if they get to it and they get they get to go toe-to-toe with Clemson, they show it in the ACC championship game. I don't see why they're not in there. And like I said, I'm going to ride on the back of uh, the experience, returning 10 starters on defense. Their entire offensive line is also returning, which I think is huge. Um, and then Sam Howell. Running the show, leading it, looking like Brett Favre back there, just slinging it. Um, it's a stretch. He's, we'll he's, go with it, but it's a stretch. Dude, dude's deadly accurate down the field. He's got Joe Burrow s deep ball completion percentage numbers. Um, he's 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 very very good at that. So as long as they can protect him, let him move the ball down the field, they can get through Miami and Notre Dame. Um, I like North Carolina. I like that. I think I think the beard, the beard and the the beard and the visor with I don't know. I it looks good. The and the, and the like the blue, the, the sky blue, it looks good. Yeah, yeah, be good. It's a sexy pick. The whole thing just has that yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, it 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 Mac certainly Brown, plays. Mac Brown coming back, baby. <laughs> you know what? Hey, to Mac Brown. Next? To Mac Brown. To Mackie, Mackie Mac. Mackie Mac. Doing it again, round two at, at North Carolina. Hello, coach. We respect you. Yep. Mm. Okay. Cincinnati was cute. That's coming from an Ohio guy. I hope they make all kinds of noise. The regular season, I don't think the regular season is going to really help them. In a one-game effort, quite possibly – a tournament? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those two games of the body blows, the magnitude of depth on both sides, the ball, et cetera. Ray Finkel. I like Einhorn. Ray I like Finkel and Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Here's the cool part. I don't know him as uh, Einhorn, but I did see <laughs> Luke Finkel as an elementary – I think I was a middle schooler. My dad was a high school wrestling coach at Ohio. He took me down to Red State University. I got to watch the state championship wrestlers, and Luke Fickle was this iconic heavyweight wrestler. He pinned his way to the state championship. I saw all six matches. He went six for six. No one even got past, really, I think, in the third inning. So, uh, like, he was he was ridiculous. I knew him as a wrestler. Now I know him as he's going to be the next coach. I do not think – Cincinnati has a shot in hell at this thing, but I, I hope they make some noise. Now let's go. I like UNC. Quarterback guy. I love how. 
got to hang with them a bit at Elite 11. Where is defense going to come from? Where is the support going to come from? They're going to put up numbers. I do think he'll be in New York. I do think he'll be sitting there in New York in December. No question. How in there? Can you go eight, eight and four and be in New York? Uh, Tebow went there and had three or four losses. I mean, yeah, you can. You just gotta. You gotta put up a game. No question. <laughs> and have seventy-eight <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah, you're right. That's My a, bad. My bad. A, we'll, we'll go nine. We'll go nine and three, nine and four, and have seventy-eight touchdowns, and and maybe scrape to New York. You're right. That's that's why I brought it up. They're returning ten starters on defense. Hack, we get it. Hack, we're with you. Hack, we get it. That, that that's that's all. Listen, I think they're a dark horse. They're a dark horse to win the ACC, but certainly not the national championship. If you really want to know the course is the national championship, oddly enough, you got to go up to state college, Penn State, Penn. State. <laughs> And let's walk through it. I already gave you Florida, but if you're looking for followers, hey, I'm so you're looking for followers. I'm so looking for alumni. Oh my gosh! All right, let's. let's I hope they do. Let's walk through it. They open with Wisconsin, national brand, big time name. Come through Wisconsin. That's going to vault you. Wisconsin's walking in there with our still relatively young quarterback. Right, they got are still a relatively young quarterback. They're going to turn from Wisconsin and see one of the hottest programs in the Big Ten in Indiana. But you get them at home. Indiana got Penn State last year, and Penn State in there. Nobody knew what Indiana was in there cooking up. Nobody saw that coming. You got them back at home. They got two big tests on the road at Iowa, which is not fun, and in the Horseshoe. They go to Columbus October thirtieth. Nobody plays Ohio State like Penn State. Penn State is to Ohio State what Georgia is to Alabama. There is no flinch. And they're all knocked down 12-round fights for the most part. They really are. Those co- that coaching staff understands Ohio State's coaching staff. They share the same recruiting pool, the fan bases, the support, the facilities, everything. The difference is Ohio State's come out on the right side of those matchups and has gone on to the national element. Penn State right there, they're ready to take that next step. And they come with the most veteran quarterback in the Big Ten in Sean Clifford. Michigan has a young guy. Michigan State's going to put somebody out there. Mike Penix, I think we'll talk about him in the Heisman. But for the rest of the country, I mean, the rest of Big Ten country, Sean Clifford is your war daddy. That war daddy may be a little long, but he is your general. He's the most experienced quarterback in the Big Ten and he, he will have no problem going in there to Columbus. He'll be supported. They have the second-best D in the Big Ten, kicking games strong, and most importantly, continuity. Penn State doesn't change. Coach Franklin's been there for a long time. Coordinators, and they have an identity. They produce top talent. They beat Ohio State in this type of season coming up, which I think we're going to see everything and anything. That's just Go ahead, Hack. What did you say? Well, I think they're the last team to beat Ohio State in the Big Ten. There you go. They do, they do not flinch. They do not flinch. From the days of Christian Hackenberg to last year, Penn State does not flinch. Bryce, I know right now you're looking up what I'm saying about Penn State. You'll find it all to be accurate and true. 
I'll send it over there to you. Um, uh, I just want look, you to be. Look, uh, you, you guys, you guys are just like Stephen A. and everybody else that says the Cowboys have a run at the Super Bowl this year. The Big Ten, it runs to the Big Ten every year. No one mm-hmm. can get through Ohio State, and everybody just sits there, probably with their hands underneath their buttocks, and says, "Hey, well, you know, Ohio State's this is I don't know what to do." C.J. Stroud and Ryan Day, they come back again. So all the, the you know, you can give me the eyebrows all you want, hack all you want. I'm just nothing. Nothing goes through. Nothing goes through Big Ten. I'm telling you. What I know is it's only only Ohio State is the only football. Don't bring up anything Michigan State. I swear I'll defollow no, everybody in that talks about Michigan State and our fan engagement. It's going to be Columbus. Then you got to go to State College. But make sure you pay attention to what's happening in Bloomington, Indiana. Make sure I, you I agree. I agree. We got we got a, we got a great QB. Great QB coming Maybe off injury. Maybe not so much happening in, uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska at this time. You don't have to so yep. much think about Lincoln, Nebraska at this time, but circle back Bloomington State College and Arbor. One of these days, they're going to send a tribe down. It's going to come and get everybody. Now that we're on this conversation, obviously I ride with my with with Penn State, obviously, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you who's going to be a a big time dark horse in the Big Ten within the next five years is Rutgers. Next five years? What are you talking? Are you talking about Bitcoin? Are you, are, you, are you on the crypto? We on the crypto conversation? Dogecoin, Dogecoin, and Rutgers with Greg Schiano at Rutgers. It's a state plan. He's helping you play. I, will- <laughs> I like it. Hey, look. I will say. I will say. There's some dudes that come out of New Jersey. There are some dudes, no doubt. I keep Tell me why in the world would you go to Rutgers over Ohio State, Michigan, now even Indiana? Why would you do that? recruiting class in 2022, majority of people coming from Ohio from 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 in state. They were like a top five recruiting class. Look it up. You think I'm bullshitting? Look. It I will. I will look that up. And, and now I'll, right. I like now, Sean. He did it. He can do it again. I think it's good for the. Having Rutgers is now good. you got the NIL. The NIL's going to some. That changes places like Atlantic City. Very much, very much so. I, Rutgers is a landing spot for me in the NIL. No doubt about it. Yeah. What well, those guys have in New Jersey. Honestly, let's stay in Atlantic City. Let's go to the national odds for the national game. Yeah. You, you can go to Atlantic City. You can put a little money down. Let's see what the national – here are the national championship odds. Now, this is interesting. Out of the eight teams we're looking at, three of these teams are not only from the same conference, but they're from the same side of the same conference. In Bama, A&M, and LSU, everybody is going to play each other. Or I should say this, no one can win out. No one can win out. So you put your money down, there will be no split. Fellas, how do we see this playing out? Bryce, do the odds necessarily reflect the reality of the situation when we get it in January? Man, I got to be totally honest with you. I, I, I'm not a huge odds gambler guy. Look, what I do know is that Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State, they're shoe-ins for the college football 
uh, playoff ev- every year. And, and it honestly, it runs through them every year. Um, so the idea being that you got a pretty good bet, um, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Look, Oklahoma is going to be tough to beat twice. Um, Alabama is going to be tough to beat twice. So I got to be honest, talking to a chair with no one there um, and just, just a few poster boards or so, um, I think those odds are pretty dang good. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Hack? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, like I, I'm kind of on board with you. I'm not a big, not a, not, not um, not not too big on on, on odds. I, like I said, I like to do my research. I like to watch. I like to see what product I'm getting and bet on that. I like my eyes. I've been on I've been on my my eyes over anybody else's eyes ten times out of ten. But um. And- yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think George make a great point that that out of that Alabama A and M LSU group, obviously, someone is gonna lose those games. Um, that's why you know I think that just supports my pick with Georgia. They're just gonna slip up. They're gonna slip up the East. You know, they're gonna ride in. They're gonna beat one of those guys in the big in the show and then make it in. That's, that's just me though. That's me. And fellas, speaking of eyes. My eyes were were just so red just to get a little bit of solution for him. So I knew Bryce was going to spot me for 10 minutes. <laughs> so I knew I had a oh, You're in California, right? Oh, my gosh. Mm. Oh, it's tough. It's tough to live out there. <laughs> on, those, on those national odds, Dagan, if you could put those back up, there's something real striking about the national odds because they really didn't need to put up all eight teams. Fellas, look what happens from Georgia to a state, how it plays the money, money-wise. Yep. Look at the gap. It is the five families, and then it is kind of the three up-and-coming houses. I, I, Iowa State, yeah. nobody's more excited, you know, for, for those guys to be in there. But look at the gap. That is the gap. It's the five families. In fact, like – Really, it's not much of a difference between one through three. Little bit of difference between Ohio State and Oklahoma, but then it's a Grand Canyon almost between Georgia and the next three to come up. Now, it'll play itself out on the field, but Vegas feels it's the five families. Thank you, Dagan. And it'll go from there just about everything. Your All-American teams, your playoff predictions, your Heisman predictions, everything is coming through the five families. That's why I can't wait to push forward. I know we have a um, – we need to touch base on um, uh, a little house. So to start that here, um, Dagan, uh, uh, let's, let's, let's pay sales. Um, let's just – proud sponsors from uh, Bet Rivers. Uh, if you haven't signed up with Bet Bet Rivers yet? Now's the time because they're offering a $250 match bonus first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one play through to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Play instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer and more secure and more reliable than ever before. With football season kicking off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today. Or by downloading Bet Rivers iOS app, you must be 21 years old or older. And if gambling is a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And I almost feel like having 
Bryce Petty called 1-800, a couple 1-800 numbers with the Cincinnati pick already. And a few of the other things, I'm sure. Hate, hate me. Like I said, tweet tweet me. Don't tweet me at me. Whatever the, the 2021 thing is, I, I'm telling you, if there's momentum to be built, it's behind the Bearcats. Sure, but will they get the type of movement by knocking out their conference foes? Look, you got to knock out who you. I mean, that's why they got to put it. Dude, they're going. They're going to run the table. I don't think an Indiana. No, but go with that. I don't think that Notre Dame. I mean, they got. They got. They got to put a stamp on Indiana or Notre Dame. I'm talking a big boy, signed, sealed, delivered stamp. Because as we've seen, a signed, sealed, and delivered stamp. If I go to Indiana, if I go to Notre Dame, I'm telling me how is that not a stamp? Here's my point: is you've seen it before. They're going to slip in a one-loss Georgia or a one-loss Oklahoma or a, or, or a one-loss Clemson before they put a Cincinnati. In. It's happened before. Possibly, possibly Georgia and Alabama when Tua was there and Jake Fromm was at Georgia. Hey, like I like I said, you know my Twitter. You have my number. We just talked today. We can talk about this all you want. What I'm saying is the idea that you have unproven Alabama, unproven Clemson, unproven Ohio State in the most in, in the most important position there is in college football, in NFL, in high school, in junior high. You're going to prom date. You're not going to prom date with the left guard. You're going with the quarterback. So the idea is that can you play? I don't care what you get off the field. DJ, yeah. um, give me one second. We on get lay lay. Mr. Dr. Pepper, Mr. Clemson, that dude, that cat from Clemson, all that being said, look, I love it, dude. I, Bro, more power to you because I'm a fan of this whole NIL thing. The idea is, can you play? Can you play 12 games in and out against those dudes? Can you play Big Ten football? And can you play Bryce Young, my man, 750000 or what could be a million? I don't know what it is. But can you play week in and week out with those SEC cats that, you know, you might have a slip up or two but when you're Chase Daniels and getting $250,000 a pass, it don't matter. Go ahead. So, Bryce, let me ask you this question, and I hope it helps uh, the viewers at the bar and at the barbershop. If you're playing basketball, pick up basketball, and you're an athlete, you play everything, both you guys, and you're at the YMCA, and the question is, can you play? You want to stay on. You got athletes and weekend warriors or whatever it is. You already know coming out of the gate looking at the other team, I have to do X. But if I put you in the same circumstance and I walk out, five guys in the NBA, and those guys are your teammates, five or six guys in the NBA, do you feel the same amount of pressure or task? I got to put up 20. Absolutely, you really don't. You got to keep your dribble. You got to keep moving without the ball. And you got to throw it to Kyrie. You got to throw it to Harden. Or you got to throw it to a couple of those seven footers. It's a different level of contribution. So, yes, I, I can be young, and we're going to go into these quarterbacks in a second. Bryce Young isn't going to come in game in, game out with the same pressure Desmond Ritter is. Cincinnati is anchored and driven by Desmond Ritter. What does number nine do? Bryce Young, 
he's covered by probably most arguably the best defense in the nation, probably the 33rd best defense on the planet. He's also covered by an iconic coach and an all-world coaching staff, and he's also covered by future All-American running backs. His pressure and his contribution aren't going to be on the same weight scale as what Desmond Ritter. Ritter is going to have to slay everything in order for the rest of them to be able to contribute. That's the difference. Being young, driving an army tank, you can be 15 years old in an army tank. It's, it's just not the same. Yeah, you're going to mow over with with it Bill, is Bill's not going to ask him to be Superman. He's got to. He's going to have to. He's going to have to do his job and execute within what he's being told to do. And at the end of the day, whatever happens, happens from that. But it's it, and that's that's just from like I said, personal experience. That's how he's going to approach that. So let's talk agreed, about agreed. Agreed. Uh, let's go from the unproven quarterbacks because we're going to guys. Obviously, they're part of the five families. We're going to be talking about them long into the season. Let's talk about the best quarterbacks in the country, the most highly touted quarterbacks. Really, it's circled around three of them, and we've seen them all on the field already. We already understand who they are. Spencer Rattler out of Oklahoma, J.C. Daniels out of Georgia, and we're talking about Sam Howell, Hacks pick for his Dark Horse National Champion at North Carolina. Let's go one by one and, and, and really have a look at these guys. When you watch Spencer Rapp, highly touted, elite 11, all-America high school kid coming out of Arizona, goes to one of the most storied offenses, one of the best offensive coordinators, Lincoln Riley. What do you see when you isolate his play, Bryce Petty, in a conference that you're more than familiar with in Rattler? What do you see, what do you like, and what does success look like for him? Mm, yeah, I'll, I'll start with the latter first. What success looks like for him is, is national championship. I, I think that those guys are poised to do that. I think that, that it's been in a circulation um, in terms of offseason, spring ball, uh, you know, summer workouts, fall camp. Those guys know what they need to do to be productive and what, you know, to your point is considered a success. I don't think it's just about getting through big 12. I don't think it's just about getting to the college football playoff. I think it's about winning a national championship. What I see in Spencer Rattler is a guy that's been through the ebbs and flows. It's what Trevor and I talked about on our podcast last week. This cat can play. This cat can make every throw that you need him to play. And what I love about him is the fact that Lincoln Riley does what he needs to do to put this guy in the best chance to be successful. And that's when you have a productive team, also a productive player. This guy is a catalyst to their offense, just like Baker Mayfield, just like Kyler Murray, just like Jalen Hurts. Lincoln Riley knows quarterbacks. He knows how to get these guys in comfortable positions. I love what he can do with a football in his hand, off balance throws, you know, George, what we did when we were working out, uh, you know, for the combine things with the broom, all those kind of stuff. Uh, that guy can make look really easy, which you're, which, which, you know, coming from a quarterback position, um, you really respect because those guys, the idea of throwing off balance, the idea of, of making plays when things break down, those are not easy. You have to be able to just naturally have that ability. I think this nat this guy naturally has that ability. Um, and so I, I love this guy, Spencer Rattler. Uh, Hack, when you get a chance to watch him, now he's going into his second year, first year as a starter. He really didn't get the full season. He does, 
does have a couple years as an apprenticeship behind, you know, really NFL starters. He's been behind Kyler, who's starting. He's been behind Jalen, who's starting. What do you think he pulled from them, and where do you see him as a player, and is he our, our best prospect today? I don't know. I don't know if he's our best prospect today. I think, I think the body of work um, uh, needs to show it consistently. But here's here's what I will say, and this is one thing that you brought up a ton, George, throughout this entire conversation, is the pieces around him uh, provide for him to be successful without him having to play outside of himself. Mm-hmm. I think the system's time tested and proven. You have Baker. You have uh, Jalen, you, Ky- you have Kyler. Um, a ton of these guys have a ton of success in that system. I think that's a huge credit to Lincoln. He puts these guys in great situations to be successful, play in, play out, week in, week out. Um, I think uh, he does have a lot of green grass throws, what I call green grass throws. Yeah. There's a ton of zone uh, in that conference. Um, the way it's schemed up. A lot of these throws, he's throwing to guys that are wide open and or not wide open, but have, you know, space. Um, I think he has all the tools. I think he has uh, everything you want from an intangible standpoint. I think he's tough. You know, I think Bryce mentioned this. We were talking uh, earlier in the week um, about how he got pulled one game, thrown back in. The kid, the kid doesn't flinch. He's got a he's got a great demeanor to him, and I think I really respect that. Um, I think his running ability is closer to Baker in terms of a guy who can get out there, get you yards, do what he needs to do. Not quite as explosive as a Kyler, um, but uh, is definitely a threat there. I'm really excited to see him take some steps in the year too. And I think if everything plays out the way Bryce sees it. Um, he's going to start doing some more man and be forced to make some big time throws and some tight windows, which is what I'm excited. To see. I think he's he's shown that he can throw, you know, the ball down the field. He's shown that he can throw it within the system to green grass. I want to see him start making some contested throws because to me, that's what's going to separate um, him at the next level because that's what you're going to see is a lot of a lot of timing, tight window, uh, contested throws. I don't necessarily think that the system has to this point given him opportunities to do that play in, play out consistently throughout a game. Um, not saying he hasn't done it. I'm sure he has. Um, but when you look at him and you watch his highlights and you watch the throws that he's made, there's a lot of guys running wide open. Um, so I'm excited to see him take these steps and take that program to the next level, playing the SECs, bringing a ton of man coverage, matchup football. I agree. Um, actually, I agree with, with, with both of you. To that point with Chris, people have to realize, yes, an individual player comes in with talent. They come in with those tools. What can they do in isolate? But what do I do in, in terms of a system is greatly dependent on scheme tactics and your offensive coordinator. Green grass throws. Like, my eyes just lit up. Because when you do watch Oklahoma quarterbacks – and that's watching Jalen Hurts throw for 300 yards in the first half a lot last year, but 300 yards in the first half. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Lincoln Riley will get guys open. And at Oklahoma, those guys are usually five-star, six-star wide receivers. 
if you walk the Oklahoma wide receiver group out and line them up on the sidewalk, all the two are going to go into the NFL. Most of them are going to be starters. And the other two just did, either didn't go to class or, or just, you know, just did something knuckleheadish. Every single kid in that wide receiver room is going. He's, yep. he's surrounded by talent. He's surrounded by speed. Like C.D. Lamb with the Dallas Cowboys has only been there two years. You've got guys like that that are all over the NFL. To the other point, contested throws. I think that's an incredibly uh, like important measure of a young quarterback. He's just not going to get them. There's only really two or three secondaries that can really kind of line up with this Texas, ECU, and Iowa State really by scheme and not really by man-to-man talent. So he's still not going to really see that. So not for him, in the conference. Yeah, and you're not going to get in the conference. So, so, so time out. Time out. Is this, is this like – is this a demerit? Like the fact that Lincoln no, Riley no, puts no, these kind no. of schemes and, and look, you, you had to play TCU, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and you have green grass throws – that's supposed to oh, demerit can, me from a from no, being no, the best player on the field. Field. Okay. 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 Perfect. It, I just it, wanted it to make changes, sure. I'll sit it changes that. What Excuse success, me. It changes what success looks like. So success for Rattler is consistency. And you should be blowing the doors off of everybody in your conference. And you do need to go see the new neighbor. The new neighbor playing the loud music, double parking everywhere. And with all the pit bulls is Iowa State. That's who you got to go see, and you got to go through them. You got to respond. That's what success looks like. We're not going to worry about numbers. He's not going to find pressure. He's not going to be sacked. He's going to be supported. Consistency. Let's jump now. You guys both mentioned this, this youngster. I met him when he was sixth and seventh grader down at our camps. Former Trojan, current Bulldog. El Capitan, JT Daniels. Bryce, give us your take on JT Daniels. What do you see and what is Georgia going to expect out of him going forward? I, I I really like him. And he was he was my dark horse until I figured out this had to be outside of the top five to be a dark horse. And and simply because of what they're building um you know down there in Georgia. So so I kind of compare him to to crazy enough a former S, uh, USC guy and Matt Barkley, right? This guy is not going to put you in mm-hmm. bad situations. He's not going to turn the ball over. Um, he's going to be a product of his environment, and there's nothing wrong with that. Georgia um, and Kirby Smart recruit well. Do what you need to do to move the change and and get down the field and, and eventually score touchdowns. Look. Put it on your defense. There's nothing wrong with that. So I love this kid. Um, I think that he's really, really good. Look, COVID messed up everything in terms of the the uh, spring ball and the fall camp of last year. Those guys had to go play. Now they've had a full year of in the system, a full year of spring ball, a full year of camp. I'm really excited to see what this kid does. Hack, this was your kind of favorite in terms of who your national yeah. champion. What, what do you think about JT? Yeah. No, I like. I think the system fits him well. Um, I, to me, he's the most pro-ready guy. I think he's got uh, phenomenal footwork. He's tight. He's concise. Um, he throws the ball with timing and not a demerit, like I said, against Rattler, but due to the fact that it's in the DNA of the conference, when you watch JT throw the football, he's throwing contested balls with accuracy on time, and that's what you need to see. Um, 
for a guy moving on to the next level. And I think that that only makes things easier when you do have those dogs that he has down in Georgia that can flat out get it, similar to similar to that other bracket of five that we talked about in terms of talent around him. When you do start seeing teams who are that more bend, don't break, let's play quarters, let's see if we can outscore them type of defenses, he's going to get some of those green grass throws and those guys are going to be able to make plays up the catch. So um, I think he layers the ball well. I think you see different tempos from him. He's got great touch. He spins it unbelievably well. Um, and like I said, I'm just I'm in love with how tight and concise his feet are, how on time he throws the ball and delivers the ball. And like I said, I think the system really plays well um, into what his strengths are and puts him in situations to showcase those things. Um, so that's why I think it's the perfect storm for him. But um, the other thing is I'm really impressed with how much he throws the ball between the hashes. You know, I think there's two games as a quarterback, the outside the hash game, one-on-one game, which a lot of guys have. Um, but really, and Bryce, you can attest to this. We all can attest to this. We've seen guys where you make your money is between the hashes. Um, those tight window, like I said, those tight window throws. Um, he makes a lot of throws like that week in, week out that are very, very impressive. Um, and I just, I really like him. I think he's, I think he's, uh, I think he's poised for a really good year. And like I said, uh, obviously my national champion pick, um, I think the team's, the team's built for him and I'm excited to see what he does. Big one against Clemson to start. So big one. Yeah. Big one. I look, I agree with both to a large degree. Uh, Bryce, yes, he is a product of his environment, but I think he can also amplify the environment. Some guys are carried by that program, and they just merely have to steer. We don't have to put names out there, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Other guys drive and generate the entire deal. Like, they're driving, and they hop out, and they push the thing like it's out of gas. They hop back in. They steer it. Desmond Ritter. Now, now, don't get me wrong, Cincinnati has a talented group and a talented outfit, but he has to do more. He's got to do more. Yes. So, but, and, and you, Bryce, you also made a great point about JT as a full off season. Remember, when he got to Georgia, he was hurt. Didn't get a chance to yeah. get in there and battle and compete. Hack, I agree with you. It is a system fit. Downhill running, uh, multiple sets. There's a lot of responsibility at the line of scrimmage, which is what you want. You can dictate terms many different ways. Do it by having a really dynamic athlete, a Lamar Jackson, a Bryce Petty type. Wait a second. A Lamar Jackson type. <laughs> Wait, I appreciate it. Look, if my wife paid you to say that, I appreciate it. But let's not – let's not – that's a stretch. That's a stretch. I appreciate it. My God. That's for those guys on the third or fourth round out there rolling with us. In fact – No doubt. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Shout out, shout out to the Turf Monster that gets everybody every once in a while. We'll just so, say that. Uh, but you can dictate terms. Terms. You could dictate terms with an incredible athlete. You could dictate terms with pace, right? If you just put the gas pedal down, no huddle, uh, how intense are you with your lineup? And you could dictate terms at the line of scrimmage. Multiple play calls coming out of the huddle. Check with me's, miking and remiking. You could really just give him the system up front, and the defense can't be right. It's going to be a matter of you guys execute. I think they have that with JT. And – Hack, I also agree with you. 
he probably is one of the most pro-ready ones. I don't know if he's more pro-ready than Hal or Rattler in terms of being able to process and play, but he's certainly been in a system with full-filled reads and full uh, responsibility up front, especially in protections, and he is going to have those contested throws. Lastly, playing inside the half, and I had that exact same thing I was talking about throwing over the middle and hack, you said the other way. It requires really three things. Understanding of timing, right? Understanding of windows, and you have to have guts. If you're really going to a dagger or a dig, and you're going to try to go first window, second window, and for people at home, when you watch college football, we all want to throw right up top. I love the matchup. His ass is toast. Let's go get it. Let's go get him. We all want to take advantage of getting it outside to the flats, like every one of us. And we all want to play outside the numbers. But as these two guys who have made a living doing this on here with me, playing over the middle requires a lot, a little different skill set. You must have a hose to get outside and compete on a comeback or a deep out. Like, you got to have real hardware. You got to have timing, intuition, and you got to have just real cojones to play across the middle, let alone make a lick across the middle. And I will give it to you, Hack, on JT Daniels. For my money, he's more talented than Jake Fromm. So I kind of look at this as they're going to go back. They're going to rely on, you know, that, that running game coming off of draws and screens. They have a guy to get him out of third down. He can mitigate damage. Uh, yeah, he's a, a true pocket passer. But the two questions I have is, can he throw guys open? So great route, great coverage. He's going to be coming up against a lot, a lot of future NFL defensive backs. Can he throw guys open? Great route, great coverage. Can he be the difference maker? And can he keep alive? They're going to be seeing all kinds of werewolves and monsters in that conference, and we will get a chance to see it. He'll be protected. He's going to be supported. But there's going to be five or six times a game where – it might just be a couple side steps and climbing and throwing something off the wrong foot. He doesn't need to go six yards. You guys know it, but I love it. Last one. Let's not. Uh, let, let's. You know, certainly not uh, because of any order. But Sam Howell, Hack, you talked about him. Bryce, you talked about him. I love him. Probably the most honest I got of all three of them. Sam Howell. North Carolina, he brought them and restored that swagger from a whole program perspective, if you think about it. Sam Howell, Bryce, what do the people at home need to be aware of when they're watching him? Yeah, I, I think you honestly said it best. I mean, I, and I've kind of alluded to it before. I think you have beard. I think you have visor. And I, I hate the word swag. I think it's so overused today. But, but the guy is it, – it just oozes. I mean, it's just – Wait, wait, wait. You like the term ooze over the term swag? Hold on a second. I, I like I like that the, the swag oozes off of him. He's jerky. If that makes okay. sense. If that makes sense. So the idea is I don't have a mustache or beard or both. Um, I try. I try really hard. I don't have a visor. I never had that game. But look, the idea is that that you know for Mac Brown, what he does for this group. Um, there is a certain type of ignition that this guy brings. Um, 
I kind of I, – I have compared him to a Garner Minshew of sorts in the sense that the team rolls out of the tunnel. The team rolls out of the huddle with him. If he can bring his A game on each and every game that they play, I think this kid – look, the, the sky is a ceiling for him. I, I love what they do. I love how they allow him to make big plays. Um, can they reproduce what they did last year? You know, again, who knows? But I, th- I think that they have the right guys back to, to Hack's point earlier. They have the big guys up front to do that, which is a massive thing. If you're comfortable tossing the pill, the sky's the limit. And I, I think that these guys will allow him to sit back there, make his reads, bring out the, the little KD swagger on the free throw line. If you can do that with this cat, I think that the sky's the limit. And and Mac Brown wants his guys to make plays. If you remember Vince Young, the game of all games against USC, Vince Vince Young, that guy oozed that type of mentality. I think he likes. Not that I'm comparing Sam out to Vince Young by any means, but what I'm saying is that the swag is there, though the 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 sauce and the pizzazz is there. Um, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm right. Uh, please, by all means, because I'd love no, to bring this back to my wife that I'm right. Yeah, you're on it. Um, I think, uh, I think, I think he does, um, the guys play for him. He does have that Minshew act. The guys do play for him. Um, you know, I, I said it, I said it about him when he was a freshman. I loved his game. Um, and I think, uh, comparables like a Zach Wilson, but more battle tested. I think he's got some elements of his. Um, he's got some elements of his game where he does get outside the pocket. He can hurt you with his feet a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, like I said before, he does have that gunslinger in him. He's a little bit um, Brett Farvish. Uh, you know, doesn't doesn't care too much about stuff looking right or pretty or footwork or timing. He just finds it. And gets it done. Um, and then I think what separates him, uh, especially in the ACC, is that he is deadly accurate, 25 yards plus explosive plays. And the two receivers they had last year were guys that could flat out get it, and he could get it to them. And uh, it, it worked out really well. So I think um, I think him, year three, and he's only gotten better. Um, and with the perfect storm of returning talent, both on both sides of the football. Um, he's poised for a really good year. And like I said, I, I, I respect guys who are physically tough, mentally tough, make everyone else around them better, and um, and play with the fearlessness that I think Sam Howell plays with. And uh, Two things. Really two cool. things real quick, Hack. Can you get through Miami in your conference, and can you get through Charlotte? Because you know Clemson's going to be waiting at Charlotte. And I made that point. If they yep. beat Miami, the, ma- the vast majority of their side of the conference is weak. Yeah, they're good, and then they just have to pretty much put a big put a big circle on Charlotte and beating Clemson and making a statement. And that's a lot easier said than done. Yep. But um, right. the perfect storm is brewing for them to be able to do it, and I think for Sam Howe to put a stamp on his career, if this is it for him. Um, that's what he needs to do. I think he needs to go beat Clemson and and, and make a run at it. Um, other than that, from an accolade standpoint, how he plays, prospect, all that stuff, 
he's proven it. He's done it for he's done it for three seasons or what will be three seasons. So I'm I, I I love the kid's game. I'm excited about him. He's he's he is that new wave of quarterback. He plays he plays off timing because timing's out the window. He does what he needs to do. Um, he's confident. He's, he does. He does what you need. He does what you need. He's that. Guy. He's that guy. He's that guy, George. You know what I mean? Like he's that. He's that dude. To where if you're sitting like, hey, this guy doesn't play defense, but he's gonna sit at the three point line and you can dish to him and he can smoke it. That's that's that dude. That's that dude. I love where you both are going. I love where you both are going. Let's just a little housekeeping. I got sauce, pizzazz. And ooze at a brace. Do I have that on for yeah. Austin, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I don't know how do you spell pizzazz, but I'm about it, though. But P-A, silent P. Swag is out. We're, swag is out, but pizzazz yeah. is in. Pizzazz. I think he'll take pizzazz. With a with a big – no, certainly don't chop that in half. Let's not chop that in half. Certainly not. But um, it, I do like the comparisons that you guys are making. Minshew – I can roll with that because, like, Garner Minshew, like, he's going to come out of a back alley fight if he had a number two pencil. He will come out of a, of a back alley fight. <laughs> I love the comparison with Zach Wilson. There's, a, 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 like, a, like, a freelance feel to him. The play sometimes is a suggestion. Well, I'll take the play, but let's just go see what happens. Sam has some of that. His comp on the field to me is Baker Mayfield. Here's why. First of all, the new standard or the new metric for a player, it used to be physical measurements. Now it's skill set. And, heck, you just talked about this. Timing, confidence, your skill set now determines how big you are. And when people talk about that new wave, I think of that. That and how much volume of throws these young guys are throwing now. Baker Mayfield was a warlord, never lost a road game, never lost a road game, lost to Ohio State at home, lost to two playoff games. I think he might have had another stunner at home, maybe Iowa State. Beat Ohio on the road, never lost on the road. We will see if Sam is a warlord, but he is certainly a wartime captain. He has brought a proud North Carolina program back to the forefront. Look how many programs are in the ACC. We don't talk about nearly as much as North Carolina. Miami, finding their way. Florida out in the wilderness. We're looking for them. North Carolina State, they're right there on the brim. Duke made some noise a couple years back with Daniel Jones. Returned right back where they came from. Boston College is making noise, but we can barely hear him up there right now. It's North Carolina. Clemson's looking around the conference, and ironically, they point to Chapel Hill and say, Okay, we got to take care of them to get out of here. They got a point. They, they have to look at Sam Howell and Matt Brown and say, we got to take care of them, and then we're on about our national business. Here's something I, I learned, and I never forgot this. Almost a decade ago, 10 years back, I got a chance to work with, with Andrew Luck. I'm on that Stanford campus, and ironically, it's where Bryce came to meet me to work for Spring break. It was the exact same week. I'm sitting in the film room with David Shaw and Mike Bloomgren. And this is Andrew Luck coming back for his last year. And heck, you just talked about this. How will Sam be known 
knowing that this is last season before going to the NFL, and Shaw told me Andrew Luck could already do everything. He already understood the system. He was already their unquestioned best player and best quarterback in the, in the conference, maybe the nation. What Stanford was looking for Andrew Luck to do was mitigate damage, keep us out of trouble, cut it off at the pass. Can you lift and fill in the holes where we're where, where porous or vulnerable? Can you stir that up? A lot of being a superhero isn't always the playmaking. Sometimes it's the stuff that you don't see. Stanford Probably. called over 400 pass that year. They called over 400 pass plays. Luck was sacked six times in his last season there at Stanford. Getting it, he's beating the sacks at the line of scrimmage pre pre micing He's ball out. He's going to hops. He's doing those sorts of things. And to me, that's going to be a true test. When we talk about success, we talked about Rattler. We talked about Daniels. Yeah, he's going to put up numbers. But I fear on the worst side of this season, Sam Howell will over-contribute. Everything will be a gun. Everything will be a deep shot. Everything will be let's go up. Or a why not throw, it'll always be go after it. When I hope – he keeps some of that, but he also understands, okay, I single-handedly have the power to keep us in this game. So third and 15, I'll go check down, we'll punt, we'll get it back. I single-handedly can handle this pressure. So I know we're supposed to go over here. I'm going to change the play and get this run play straight up. We'll come back and get it. We got time. Uh, picking up offensive linemen, picking up young players, bringing them along, and really pushing dialogue with his coaching staff, that's going to be the hallmark. We know this is going to be his last season, but can he finish the job and finish the transformation for North Carolina to go forward? Um, out of those guys, we may have spoken about the Heisman Trophy winner. We very well may have covered the Heisman Trophy winner, and let's slide into that. The Heisman Trophy winner has been so um, – spectacular in the last five years. Like, there's never a question in the last five years who won and why they won it. Whether it's back in 2016, Lamar Jackson, Louisville, home runs and consistency throughout. Baker Mayfield and Tyler Murray both ran their way through the national championship stage in the playoffs for Oklahoma. Joe Burrow might be the, the greatest season in modern football history. Like, let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. And then last year, a receiver comes out of the woodwork. I, I would challenge anybody to find the reporter or analyst who said, honestly, Devontae Smith's going to win the Heisman Trophy. Like, that would be something to see that individual. We're going to do that tonight. I want to get our take on the Heisman Trophy. Again, all your worldly possessions, your favorite set of golf clubs, uh, Bryce, your friends, collect. DVD, all your worldly possessions pushed forward. Who is your Heisman favorite tonight? Yeah, look, it's it's really hard, and I and I hate to beat a drum. Okay, I hate to spin the record again, uh, but look, I I really think, I really think, wit you can laugh, you know, hack you can go do whatever it is you do in Jersey, Spencer Rattler. Okay, if OU runs the table, that means that Spencer Rattler has been phenomenal. True. It is, to me, 
it is his to lose. Not because of what the polls say, not because of what Vegas says, but simply because of what I saw last year, what Lincoln Riley can do, what Lincoln Riley has done with his QBs. Um, and if you guys, just to jog your memory, you got Baker Mayfield, you do have Kyler Murray, first year guys. Jalen uh, Hurts was a runner up. Um, and I and look, I, I think that his system of quarterbacks is just primed to put up big numbers. And again, like I said before, I think that he's got the best defense to actually go along with his offense this year. So I, I, I really think that Spencer Rattler is going to put um, big, big numbers up. I think that Lincoln Riley, again, with him, his growth, his maturity – um, hack, as you know, that's a huge thing um, within this college football system. It's just your maturity in the system, what you do know and what you can operate within uh, the system. I think that he is poised for a big, big year, and it's his to lose. That's but my a, take. A big season for Rattler means he came through TCU. He came out on the right side of the Red River rivalry, which they've done over the last five, and he took on and defeated the noisy neighbors with the monster truck and the pit bulls in Iowa State. To get to New York means he came through all three of those. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, and not only did that happen, to Hack's point, he stamped it, colored it, licked the top of it, and sealed it with, hey, this is exactly what the fudge I'm doing um, you guys need to recognize that I am the truth that came through Norman um, by way of Arizona, and this is my ticket out of here to the first uh, pick overall in the 2022 draft. I think a lot of things. I think a lot of things roll with it. This is again the way too early to be told, but that's just my that's just my pick. The Bright Petty Sports Agency is now open for business. Yeah. Now open for business. Hack, where are you going with your Heisman favorite? Um, so I'm also going with Rattler. Uh, mm-hmm. The only reason I'm not going with Hal is because if Trevor Lawrence didn't win it, I think it's going to be hard for Hal to win it. And I think so much of the Heisman is about hype and momentum um, and I think the system at Oklahoma plays really well into Rattler having an opportunity to put up a ton of numbers week in, week out, which is going to roll with the hype and all of the voters. Um, and it is a tested system, obviously, as we said. You know, Baker, Kyler, those guys rolling, ripping and rolling with it. Um, I think if he does what Bryce said, takes care of his business, and if Oklahoma is a player in the college football playoff because you got to win a Heisman, you have to be a winner. Um, if they do what they do, um, if they can, if they can take care of that, I think Rattler does win the Heisman. I think it's because of the system. I think it's because of the um, the combination of games where he can put up super video game numbers and then also put up great numbers against good teams. There's a good balance there where it's not too loaded one way or the other, um, and I think it's going to excite people. Um, and I think that's why he does end up going on. I love it. Rattler one, Rattler two. I mean, there's no question. The trophy knows its way to Norman. It knows its way to that quarterback room. Uh, let's, 
three of uh, two of the last four four winners came out of that quarterback room. So it's not some mythical discussion for Rattler to be there. And I agree, if he takes care of his business, he'll be there and he'll be seated there. My take this year on Heisman could be a guy that is going to run Rattler down, knock him down, sack him, haunt him, stalk him in a playoff game. And that's Clemson defensive end Brian Briefy. I said it. As a quarterback and a man whose heart and life is on the quarterback island, I'm going with who I think is one of the two best defensive players in the country with respect to Kayvon Thibodeau at Oregon. A defensive end is purely in playmaking ability, especially at Clemson, especially being coached and devised by Brent Venables. He is going to have so many national, nationally televised opportunities to go out and play. He is going to have sacks, fumbles, and that defense, I think, is going to be equal to or greater than what Clemson has been doing on offense. So, yes, he's a part of one of the five families. He's a part of one of the five families. But it's a lot of plays. He is your alpha out of the most talented locker room. I think – the season's just going to go that way. Rattler will put up numbers. I think he'll run into some challenges. Howell will put up numbers. He'll run into some challenges. SC will put a couple of guys in the forefront, et cetera, across the nation. But Brian Breesey, look him up. He won't be hard to find. We watched him at the opening at Nike a couple of years ago. Dismantling people. Started last year as a freshman. Second in the team in sacks. And he is easily the most – indefendable or indefensible or unstoppable player in college football. I submit to you, Brian Breezy. Could have put him as my dark horse. I'm going to get you guys as dark horses, and I'm going to beat beat that with, with my own. Bryce, if Rattler, yeah, buddy. If Rattler and the Sooners, for both of you, if Rattler and the Sooners yeah. stopped by the noisy neighbor with the raised truck yeah. and the pink bulls, your dark horse that you're coming out of your pocket with to get that rent paid will be. Look on on the river. Okay, I have De'Eric King. I think I think this guy is really really interesting. I think that he has a way to be the best player on the field. And there's two things to me. If I had the Heisman vote, right? I don't, but it is to be said. If I had the Heisman vote, there's two things. One. Can you win? And two, are you the best player on the field? And I really, really think that this year they're kind of poised to be that guy. They've got Alabama, which is the first test of the year next Saturday. Really, really interesting. National spotlight. Can this guy be the best player on the field? If he is, I think it's his to lose because they go at UNC and then they really don't have – that tough to me of a schedule to where Miami has to prove themselves. I think he could be the best player on the field week in, week out. De'Eric King, he's already sat there and told you, look, outside of intangibles, um, outside of um, really the respect factor, he's sitting there saying, hey, you know, name, image, and likeness, I appreciate it. I want to spread this well to the guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think that's so unique. 
his um, relationship with Rhett Lashley, which, by the way, Rhett Lashley might be that dude because those guys together are an, an insane combination. I think Rhett Lashley puts a puts really the Eric in a really interesting uh, position because he utilizes his talents outside of the intangibles, outside of the respect. What can you do to be a player week in and week out? I think Rhett really brings that out of Eric, and I think that it would be really, really, really interesting to see if this coming week, you know, Eric really performs against the Alabama Crimson Tide, who we know is defending their title. Um, Hack, what say ya, kiddo? Um, I'm going to book out of last year. Uh, I'm going with Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Um, I think Chris Olave is obviously the guy there. Where I see Garrett Wilson separating himself is his ability to play inside, outside, move him around. They did a lot of stuff with him last year, jet sweeps, yada, yada, yada. He's going to get his touches. Um, And then with a new quarterback coming in, um, due to his ability to play inside, He's going to create mismatches on safeties, linebackers. He's going to get feeds from the fresh guy. He's going to be a safety outlet. Um, I think he's really explosive, and I think he has the chance to be a guy similar to Devontae Smith um, from the receiver position. Thank you guys. Freaking nuts. Nuts. Nada. Nada. No way it's two receivers back-to-back. No way. I can't believe I just did that. It's just gross. My fingers don't even do that. Ugh. I, I, I like it. I like Garrett Wilson. I, I really do. I, I like Garrett Wilson. The only challenge with Garrett Wilson. No way, Big Ten guy, Ohio State guy. Well, but he Ugh. he's going to have to split a lot of targets and a lot of attention with another top five national receiver in Chris Olave. Like that's that's mm. and that's not really his problem, but that's going to be the voters' problem. He's gonna go out and do his thing. Killer part, will Ryan Day put him in special team situations so they can get some punts and kicks back for you? And then what will they do, you know, coming down in two-minute drills and up the home run with? Uh, I like – ironically, I like Garrett Wilson more than I like Garrett King as a Heisman dark horse, and here's why. Can you win and are you the best player on the field? Derek giant who stands sub 5'11", 5'10". He is a giant. It's a tall task for who he's coming out of the locker room with at Miami to go take on Bama for force. It is just going to wear you down. Now, given what we're going to be able to do, and I know those five up front are going to put their heart and soul up there, it's the Roman army, and it's week one. You're going to have to withstand it. They're going to hunt him down for four quarters. Then can your receivers get open? I don't know, Rassley and Miami, if they're going to have green grass throws just in general, let alone from the best secondary and the best linebacker room in the country. That's going to be a fantastic situation. Then he's on the road at North Carolina, and if he gets through those two, he still has to turn around and go see Clemson. And then basically he's faced two of the top, I mean, two of the five families in one season going into the playoffs so if he pulls it off obviously it's his i love garrett wilson he's a talent but he's going to split a lot of that with chris Olave. my dark horse for the heisman matching up to what you put forward is michael pennant indiana now 
I just laid out a case why De'Ara King has more than an uphill run. Let's look at what Penix has. And I'm going to frame it both by saying the Heisman Trophy doesn't always go to the most, like the undefeated, most decorated player. It goes to the consistently, uh, the, the, the cons- dominant. Yeah, the consistently dominant guy. Win by 20, lose by a late touchdown. He was still excellent or very, very good or kept his guys in. So watch this. They open next week at Iowa. That's a snake pit. Have you been in there? What is it like to go into Kinnick Stadium? I actually did not get the chance to play there, but I have played with guys who have, and it is bonkers from my understanding. It's a tough place to play. It's vicious. He goes from Iowa to the Bryce Padding Bearcats. He's home against Cincinnati September 18th. If he gets past Cincinnati, they're at Penn State, at Ohio State, and at Michigan for the rest of the season. All of those national televised. All of those going to be now televised. But Indiana did this last year. They did it last year with a younger group, not quite as talented group, and a group that every game they were like, oh, my gosh, we did it. We did it. Oh, my God. They won't be dancing around this year. They come in with the expectation of winning. They've already tasted blood. You know what that's about. They come through this march. They don't have to be undefeated for Mike to be there in New York. He just needs to be spectacular in moments, and especially – November 23rd, you have – I mean, October 23rd, he has Ohio State. And then two weeks later, he has Michigan. Bring your team, show up and be consistent, beat both or scare both. He's going to be there. Okay. We have just touched on the Heisman. Uh, we're going to go now to the over-under. as picks on the over-unders for the season. We're going to go over the, 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 the top teams here. Uh, actually, some of the next tier teams, this is going to be interesting. Total wins. I'm going to get you guys' perspective on total wins uh, for Cincinnati. Dagan, do we have a, 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 a chart? Over. Here we go. You already, you already know I'm going over. You already. You don't even have to ask a question, Wit. You don't even have to ask a question. Over. I was, Heck, I would wish this dude would pull his shirt up so we could see the Cincinnati shirt underneath. Over. The Bearcat Paul right there. Support him. Let's have a look, Bryce, at Indiana, at Notre Dame, and at Orlando is going to be a snake pit. Last year, nine, a lot of momentum over or under with Cincinnati. Ten win. Over. You already know I'm going over. They're my dark. They're my dark. I think they're going to run the table. I think it's over. Has is he anywhere uh, within the realm of? I have been at ten wins, um, but to go over or under, I am going to say under. Mm. Oh, gosh. I also have them at ten wins, but. To get there, they have to beat two of the three on the bottom. That's their biggest wins. I think Indiana gets them, but I do think Cincinnati scares Notre Dame, which will kind of shock some folks across the, the country, your casual fan. I will push and go over. I like Cincinnati going over with 10 wins. Now let's go to a One program that's trying, to, that's trying to get itself off the mat, a proud program 
kids from Alaska to Hawaii would rep Florida State. It's still in a rebuild mode, but everything counts. They have Notre Dame at Carolina in the fighting Sam Howells, Miami. Five and a half wins. Doesn't seem like a big ask, but it's really uncertain what's in the locker room. Bryce, can they get to six? I, I actually have them right at six. I've got them six and six. Um, look, UNC, Clemson, BC, Florida, I think those are tough, tough. They've got a tough back-end schedule. Um, if they can get a couple of key wins in the front part, I think they get to six pretty easy. Tough part of the back-end. I, I got them six and six. I got them over. Okay. got them over. You are going over. Yep. I – so they, they have your confidence. I do not. BC has some teams that are going to be coming down the back stretch with momentum. We haven't really talked about what uh, Phil Dracovic and Boston College are doing. It's noisy up there. Here comes North Carolina State. You know Miami's going to get it figured out. I think the ACC, they just happen to be in there with a bunch of, like, restoring pride programs. I don't think they get to five and a half wins. But I do think they are set in foundation. Let's jump to Texas and Steve Sarkeesian. Big debut season for Texas as they change El Capitans in this eight wins. Feels like a tall task, but let's look at their three big opponents. On the road in Fort Worth uh, against TCU. They still they always see Oklahoma, and they got the big, loud, noisy neighbor, Iowa State, Bryce. Can they get past eight wins? I I gotta be telling you, I, I have them at eight wins. There's, look, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Um, I actually I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go under eight wins. Um, I don't think they get that ninth win. It's gonna be super tough. Hack, what do you got? I have them over. I got them at nine. Mm. Nine. Eight, eight to nine wins. I like I like Sark. I think I think they'll get. I think they'll get eight. I like Sark, but I think it's going to be tough for them to break in a new quarterback. Um, I like Hudson Card. I don't know if he's the, the, the actual name starter. They have some talent in the quarterback room, but they don't really have an El Capitan up front leading the charge. I think they landed eight, so that means I have them going under. Uh, but that's still a successful year for uh, new coach Sarkeesian. Now let's go to Oxford. Lane Kiffon. Lane Kiffon. Lane Kiffon. Louisville, which is more than a dogfight. Then you go to Rome to fight the Roman army, and then you got Texas A&M at home. Can they get past seven and a half wins, Bryce Petty? Look, I I tell you what, um, uh, deep place in my heart here because Jeff Lebby um, was our OC uh, assistant at Baylor. Um, they're running a Baylor system. Um, I have them at seven wins, so I'm going to go ahead and say, hey, look, um, history is uh, is going to repeat with the idea that we're going to have a run game, we're going to have a pass game, we're going to rock and roll. 2020 was a great season for them, punching SEC in the mouth. Let's go over seven and a half wins. I'm going Ooh. over. Let's raise, let's raise one for Coach Levy, Bryce. Man. Coach Labs. Coach Labs. We respect you. Christian Hackenberg, will they be going nuts in Oxford this because they got eight or more wins? 
I'm on board with Bryce. I, I like him for over. I like Corral. I think uh, I think I think they'll uh, I think they'll definitely pull out a couple wins that people don't have them doing. Uh, I agree. I agree largely to the fact that Kiffin is one of the single most gifted play callers in all of football, and Eagerman and Matt Corral with a larger-than-life chip on his shoulder, and Ole Miss, Corral and Kiffin, these two will throw dice. They will throw dice. You'll be on your heels the whole game. I think they get, uh, I think they get Louisville, and I think they, they throw a scare in one of the two. I don't think they scare the Roman Army, but I do think they get their way over eight wins as they continue to march forward. They're in the toughest side of the toughest conference in all of college football, and I still think they're going to get eight wins. Let's move up north to Bloomington, Indiana. You guys know how I feel about their quarterback. How do you feel about their program? Can the Hoosiers capitalize on a big season last year going six and three? Can they get to eight wins, Bryce Petty? Over or under seven and a half. Well, I'm going to be I'm going to be uh, real quick, short here. I got them over eight wins. Um, I think that Phoenix, like you said, is is a player to to watch for the season. Like you, it's your dark horse. Um, I think he's a stud. Uh, I got him over eight wins. I agree. I agree. Over. I think uh, I think they're with a couple teams, but I think they're going to be able to uh, ride that momentum. I think they're they're over eight. I, I also agree. I don't know how the, the numbers shake up. This has to be one of the toughest schedules in the country uh, because where you look, if you put the, the, the rankings up, they're going into some real contested battles with top 20 teams seemingly every other week. And I still like them over. They have a foundation and the culture's on fire. Lastly, you play to win the game. One of my favorite people in football has been doing his thing now for his third season, I think, and his third season at Arizona State. Uh, they didn't get that many games last year. They only played four ball games. Over or under eight and a half wins for the Sun Devils and Herm Edwards. Bryce Petty. I, I am a true fan of Herm Edwards. Love him. Uh, Hack, as you know, press, uh Jets coach. I actually have them under – Eight wins. That's my that's my uh, guess. Don't go to the bank with that. I'm just saying. I think it's under eight wins. I am. Uh, I'm also there. Huh? I, I think they're. I think it's an under. Um, you know, big Herm Edwards fan, but I think it's. I, I think getting to nine wins is, is going to be a stretch. Yeah. So I'm going. I am. Surprisingly, going to go the other way. I think. Jaden Daniels, two or three most talented quarterbacks in that conference. And, yes, it takes more than that. But they have an up-and-coming defense. They have a lot of guys back on both sides of the ball. And I still don't think there are that many monsters in the Pac-12. USC is one, most certainly. BYU is breaking in a new quarterback. And we'll find out what UCLA is when they're not playing guys from Hawaii. So, I love Oregon. Uh, Oregon, 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 Oregon with Oregon. Even if they take a loss from Oregon, they'll still reach nine. They'll still reach nine. Um, so with that said, we couldn't be more excited to uh, to visit with you tonight. 
We hope that we have uh, loaded you up with plenty to sit down with your buddies, the next tailgate, the bar, uh, go back and forth at the barber shop. Uh, so for all of you that roll with us, uh, we appreciate it. And, and we raise some to you. We'll see you here every Saturday night. We'll be coming right on after primetime game next week. That's Clemson, Georgia. We'll see you 20 minutes once the game is kicked off. Something cold, we'll probably change it up, I would imagine. Uh, that's the, the, the quarterback's call. We might be sipping on something instead of guzzling something next week. But uh, bring your questions. Uh, bring your, uh, your, your, your most excited uh, takes, and we're going to see if we can't cover your team uh, in a strong way. For Christian Hackenberg, for Bryce Petty, this is George Whitfield, Field of 12 After Dark Show. Thank you to uh, Bet Rivers and the Sportsbook for supporting us, and we will see you next week. Fellas, can't wait. Good luck. Week one. Have a great week.